Patience, shopping with a list, seeking thrift inspiration. We've shared several thrifting tips on this podcast that have helped us become smarter thrift shoppers. But we believe there's only one that will help tie them all together. Today, we're going to be sharing our number one thrifting tip and how it has inspired us to make thrifting a way of life. Also, ever wonder what you can find at the thrift store in less than an hour? Find out as we podcast live from two of our favorite thrift stores and share what everyday thrifting looks like in real life. Keep listening for episode 14 of Allow Us to Rethrift Reduce Ourselves. Allow Us to Rethrift Reduce Ourselves. This is Shannon. I'm Dina. Welcome to episode 14. Dang, that's pretty cool. I've been thrifting a lot of really good stuff. Really? Yeah. I thought the last time I saw you, you said, I'm not going to a thrift store again this month. Oh, still July. It was still July. (sighs) Yeah, you're right. I did say that. (laughs) But it was July. And I've been finding some good (laughs) stuff, though. You went today. Yeah. How was it? It was good. I went to two thrift stores today. Oh, you went to two? Uh Uh-huh. I went to State Road and State Road. Oh, Goodwill and the Village? How was Goodwill? Good. Yeah. Yeah, I saw some really cute stuff. The beginning of the week is my favorite time to thrift at Goodwill. Why? Because I feel like they get all the good donations over the weekend. Oh, okay. Okay. And then they put everything out. That makes sense. Especially with furniture. Yeah, they had some cute older things that probably needed reupholstered but mm-hmm. looked like sturdy bones. A couple things I saw like laying around. I was like, I wonder if Dean already touched this. I can feel it. <laughs> you felt my thrift energy. What was totally. it? These cute pants that had flowers on them. They That's were just fine. cute. They were just cute. Yeah. What'd you get today? None of your business. <laughs> Why? Because it's for you. Oh, you started the project <laughs> yeah. already? Yeah. You want to tell them about it? Oh, yeah, sure. So Dina and I decided that we are going to thrift an outfit for each other. So I'm going to thrift an outfit for Dina. Dina's going to thrift an outfit for me. We have to keep it under $20. And then we're going to share the outfits on the podcast, Mm -hmm. reveal, do the big reveal on the podcast. What are we calling it? Grifting. The art of grifting. Yeah, the art of grifting. Thrifting and gifting. Had a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Equals grifting. Yeah. So that'll be the next episode, I think. Um, I think we should talk about what if I hate what you give me or what if you hate what I give you? Can we be honest with each other? Yeah, but I really don't think that's going to happen. When have we ever gifted something to each other and didn't like it? That's true. I'm just nervous. Or I'm I'm also nervous that you already have it. Something. What if I give you something you already then have? It is what it is. Then, then but you, you need to tell the tr- you need to yeah. tell the listeners the truth. <laughs> Investigative reporting. <laughs> or what if like it doesn't fit? I'm worried about that too. Like, what if you get me something really cute and then I put it on and it doesn't fit? And I'm gonna be like, mm-hmm. I mean, I think for both of us, just because clothes are are hard. Yeah. I think that's that's a fifty fifty chance. Right. Right. I just have to preface by saying I lost my voice. I'm getting it back. I probably shouldn't be podcasting right now. Bear with me. I'm sorry. You're having a Phoebe moment. Let me explain. This weirdo doesn't watch Friends. So Phoebe loses her voice, but she gets like this sexy voice. And then she has, and then everybody loves when she goes to Central Perk and sings. Because you know how she usually sings like Smelly Cat and whatever. And nobody cares. But then like she gets this like sexy voice and then she's 
everybody, she's super popular and people love her. <laughs> and then she loses it and then she tries to get everybody's cold I'll look to it get up. it back. I'll look it up on YouTube. Yeah, you probably won't think it's funny. <laughs> All right, I have a funny thrift story to tell you. All right. I posted on Instagram a few weeks ago about the, th- the thrift anxiety that you feel when people pick through your cart. Oh, yeah. Like when you're in the, in the changing room. Right. So I don't understand why people do that because mm-hmm. it should be like an unspoken rule. If it's sitting right there, there's somebody in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was at Goodwill one day and I was digging through, you know, when they bring out those bins of shoes before they hit the racks. Yeah. So I'm digging through these bins and and I picked up a pair of Adidas flats. Mm. Like, that's what caught my eye. I'm like, mm-hmm. I've never really seen a pair of shoes like this before. They were like sneakers but flats at the same time. Ooh. And I'm like, ooh, I feel like somebody on Poshmark would like this. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, cool. Put them in my cart. But then I was still digging and I had my back to the cart. All right, so then I go on with my shopping trip. I check out. I buy a bunch of stuff. I go home that night. You know that twilight zone? Yes. When you're falling asleep, (laughs) that twilight kind of weird moment where you like are kind of psychic. (laughs) I totally understand. Like you had this weird, these weird thoughts. Yes. As I was drifting and falling asleep, I thought, Oh my God, those Adidas shoes never came home with me. Aww. And I was like, holy crap, somebody picked them out of my cart. Totally. Ugh, people suck. Why do people do that? I don't know. I'm, I'm such a, that's, this is why you don't have a cart. Just don't even have a cart, Dina. Okay, I didn't have a cart today, and I seriously almost called 911. <laughs> it was so hard. It is. I had to set my purse down on the floor. I even said out loud, this is so freaking hard. <laughs> Why do you have to put your purse down? Because I need it in my hands. Oh, that's and why you got to wear a crossbody. Yeah, I usually do, but you know I've been wearing like my beach tote these oh. days. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta look cute. I'm sorry, that sucks. I always wear my crossbody or no purse at all. I just leave it yeah. in the car. Yeah, but then what? Where do you? What if you don't have pockets? That's when you gotta have. You have to have the crossbody or pockets. Just don't take like a straw beach tote to the thrift yeah, store. Don't. That's a mess. Somebody's gonna so bad. Somebody's gonna sift through it. <laughs> so what's going on with you? Summer's almost over. Oh, dude, I go back to work in exactly one week. That's it. Yeah. Like I'm kind of sad, but for selfish reasons. Like I like that you're always available right now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm nervous because I'm so chill right now. Yeah. And I know that's gonna be gone real quick. I don't envy teachers, man. Like, <sighs> I, I do. I envy you because you have all summers off. But that yeah. going back to work anxiety would kill me. I have the going back to work anxiety. I used to love fall, white girl style. Now I kind of hate it because fall for teachers is the most exhausting time of the year. Now I realize that I could totally sleep through fall because, you know, during the fun times where you get to come home and like, take cute pictures and drink cocoa and all that fun stuff i'm gonna be sleeping like it's just gonna happen it's just so busy it is like you're so worn out from yeah. school all day and trying to make it all work and so there's no time to enjoy yeah i mean i'm, I'm hoping to push stuff. through yeah i'm hoping to be okay but we'll see yeah it's tough i know i dude. mean because i go to i go on vacation for a week and i can't stop thinking about having to go back to work. It's right. so hard. I know. I sound like such a, like, oh my God, I've been off work for 12 it's weeks. It's hard, though. What am I going to do? <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. I'm excited, though. Ready for my Grateful Grump? We haven't had one in a couple weeks. Yeah. 
Okay. You're going to be shook by this story if you don't already know it. All right. So I get mega, mega, mega anxiety from having to read out loud in front of people. Are you ever like that? No. I didn't know that about you. Okay. But let me give you a backstory of why. (laughs) Your face right now. You know, you're in class and each kid has to read like three Mm -hmm. sentences and the next kid goes and the next kid goes. Well, I would be the kid that would like count and figure out like where my sentences were going to be. And then I'd practice them in my head. And I wasn't listening to any kid at all. I was just like waiting for my turn. So it's my turn. And I read, every living thing is an orgasm. <laughs> oh my <laughs> The cells, God. the trees, the, you know, you're just like, I'm reading all of it. And it's all an orgasm. I say orgasm at least <sighs> five times. In the whole class, so we're in sixth grade. We don't really know what that oh. is. But I knew when it was coming out of my mouth that it was wrong, but I didn't know how to fix it. And my teacher let me go. And then I stopped reading, and my teacher goes, man, really wish every living thing was an orgasm. And the whole class busts laughing. And, like, I think half the class thought I did it on purpose, but I really didn't. I really, really didn't. And I was so embarrassed. So from sixth grade through adulthood mega anxiety like i remember in ninth grade having to read out loud and people making fun of me because it sounded like i was crying because i hated it so much so my grateful grump is that i really really love my school i don't like i get to read in front of my kids and i know that they aren't going to judge me like adults might yeah but then i know they're extra nice because they're so good to each other all the kids are so good to each other and then i feel that same support from the staff and because of where I work, even though I'm like sad, I have to go back and whatever, I'm actually a better out loud reader now in the last three to four years because of my job. When I first started the first year, I was scared to read out loud in front of the kids. And then I remember feeling it it was easier and easier and easier. That's really cool. (laughs) Isn't that a weird story? (laughs) I wasn't expecting all that. Mm -hmm. That's a positive work environment. I mean, that's what what work environments should be like. They should support you and encourage you and make you feel at ease. Mm-hmm. And because we've worked in situations that did the complete opposite of that. Right, right. I uh-huh. mean, we've worked together, so yeah, yeah. we know. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> really cool and really funny because, like, a meme went around not too long ago where somebody said, I was that kid that said orgasm, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. That's so embarrassing. My teacher was Mr. Horvath, and I was in, like, some weird science class. But practice makes perfect. The more and more I did it, the more and more I read in front of um, my students, the more and more I was more comfortable reading in front of my coworkers. And then now I kind of feel like, eh, I'm fine. It's no big deal, everybody. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't really feel that anxiety as badly as I did. Yeah. So there are a lot of thrifting tips and many of which we've discussed on the podcast, like making a list, setting spending limits. Seeking thrift inspiration, but we believe there is one tip that ties all of the thrifting tips that we've ever talked about together, and we're going to reveal it today on the podcast. <laughs> You're going to be shook <laughs> on the shooketh scale. <laughs> all right, so we asked people on Instagram what they thought the ultimate thrifting tip is, and we got some mixed responses. Uh, we got some things like 
patience. My favorite, sleeping in the stock room. <laughs> you know who said that? Who? Your friend, Big Bone Gal. Oh, that's cute. You oh, love her, don't you? I do. She, she cracks me up. Yeah. Oh. And a few avid thrifters got it right. Oh, they did? Yeah. Ooh, all right. So, uh, drum roll, please. <laughs> the ultimate thrifting tip is go often. Hands down, without question, I think going often is the number one tip. If you don't listen to this entire podcast, if you don't go and read any blog post or Instagram post I've ever posted, this is all you need to know. I 100% agree. So why? Because you never know what you're going to find, and it's a treasure hunt. Yes, it's totally a treasure hunt. So we broke down four main reasons why we believe going often is the major key to thrifting number one stuff changes daily several times a day remember when we interviewed goodwill in episode 11 she said they put stuff out like what every 15 minutes yeah yeah i mean that's it right there every time i see a little rack by itself now i get really excited and kind of run to it skip to it yeah (laughs) yeah number two Going often helps you become more comfortable navigating a thrift store and it helps you become more comfortable understanding the pricing system. The example I love to use for this is when you go to Target, you know where stuff is, you know where the sale rack is, you know what the yellow clearance tags mean, you know where the self-checkout is. Same thing happens when you go to the thrift store often. You know where stuff is. You know how the tagging system works. You know what's on sale. That's true. I love that you're equating it to Target because anybody that shops at Target knows exactly where to go to find that clearance. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It's like beeline. Janine even knows where. She's like (laughs) running back there. (laughs) That's cute. Oh, my goodness. All right. Number three, it helps you shop smarter and more efficient. This just happened to me today. I went to a couple thrift stores, so by the time I got to the 50 cent thrift store, because it's 50 cent day, I had a couple things in my hand that were only 50 cents, but then right before I left, I was just like, am I going to use this? Is this even on my list? How is this going to work? It doesn't matter that it's only 50 cents. And I put everything down and left. I mean, it was two things, but still. Yeah, and I would add to that and say, I would say part of the reason why you put it back is because you go often, you're familiar with like the flow of merchandise, you know that that's not the first and last time you're going to see something like that at the thrift store. And we talked in uh, an earlier episode about, I think it was probably the first episode, about understanding the thrift formula. And I think the way to do that is by going often and Mm -hmm. that what we mean by that is like how often merchandise changes the type of merchandise that they get the flow of stuff when they put stuff out when they have more furniture when they have more more stuff in general one way to know that is simply by going often right Mm -hmm. and the number four reason why going often is the ultimate thrift tip is because going often helps make thrifting more of a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And that right there, I think, is key because the more you create a habit out of going thrifting, the more it becomes a lifestyle and the more it becomes kind of second nature to you. Right. Again, I'm going to use Target example a lot because (laughs) everybody's obsessed with Target. Going to Target for your everyday needs, it's like it's sort of become a lifestyle. Like you don't even think twice about it, right? True. So... Mm -hmm. Apply the same skill set and habits to the thrift store. Right. And I think um, if I could add a number five secret, like it's a secret. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like the secret menu at Panera. (laughs) What? It's 
so stupid. That's what I thought of. That's what popped in my head. That's really funny. <laughs> well, often, so you can be there when the color changes. Because mm-hmm. right now, the color changes at the village tomorrow. And I am going back because I need to look to see if it's going to be orange. Because I have my brain on something that's there. Oh, I hope it's still there. I hope it's orange. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great point. Mm-hmm. So what does going often mean to you? For me, it would be once a week, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be taxing. I want it to, to be fun. I want to follow a list. I don't want to just buy everything, but I do want to make it a habit. So I feel like once a week works well for me mm-hmm. where I know I can go like on the weekend or after work one night and I know that I have a good amount of time to go every once in a while. I'll go after work and it'll be a shorter span of time. And then I might go a little bit more often if I go short spans of time, but for the most part, once a week. Do you go more on the weekends than you do after work? Or is it about even? It's even. It just depends on my mood. A lot of times after work, I'm too tired and Mm -hmm. I just go home. And then I'll go like on a Saturday morning or something. Yeah, I think going often is going to mean something different for everybody. I think people hear that and they're like, oh. I don't have time to do that. I think a a good gauge, if you don't go often now, but you want to start going more, I would say at least twice a month to Mm -hmm. start. Twice a month, you know, is pretty reasonable. I agree with you. Once a week, if you have the time to do it, is perfect. Mm -hmm. I tend to go more because I go on my lunch break. Right. But if I didn't have that option to go on my lunch break because I have a thrift store nearby, I think I would do once a week as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, with this job, it's a lot easier for me to do weekends or after work, where my old job, since I was driving around all day, you remember when I was an interpreter, I was thrifting like three to five times a week, Yeah, just popping into thrift stores in different areas, which was really fun, but I just don't have that availability anymore. You just brought up a really good point about going three to five times a week, which I will do sometimes, Uh, maybe not five, but maybe I would say three times a week is what I do now. Going often does not mean you are buying something every time. No. Like, we've got to make that very clear. It means you are just going, you're getting inspired, you're becoming more comfortable navigating a thrift store, you are starting to understand the way things flow and the whole formula to it. I went today and didn't buy anything. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a huge misconception, especially for a lot of thrift bloggers, that we post a lot of stuff, but that's kind of our job. Like, we're sh- we we post to show you what's there. I don't buy nearly as much stuff as people think that I buy. Mm-hmm. And when I do a lot of these store spotlights and stuff, it's to show you what's there so you can go and get it. I don't buy all that stuff that I'm sharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, too, if you're going often, you can even see the things that you saw last week. Oh, and you're like, 100%. oh, I remember that was there. That's not going anywhere. Or maybe yes. I'll finally get that when it, when the color pops up. You that, know? That's, see, that's the thing that I think a lot of thrifters understand. And you won't really grasp what that means until you go a lot. Mm-hmm. So I say this all the time to people. I'm like, there's no shortage of stuff at the thrift stores. You start to see a lot of the same things over and over again. You don't start to have as much thrift FOMO. Mm-hmm. I think when you don't go a lot, you get thrift FOMO. When you go a lot, you're like, yeah, I mean, I might not find the same exact pair of shoes, but I know I can find something similar again. Right. That's kind of what happened to you today. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm not waiting in line for 50 cents because I feel like <laughs> I can see this. I feel like I'm going to see this again. Right. Exactly. How do we make time when we don't have time to go thrifting? I work. You have kids. You work. We both have really busy schedules. 
I don't have patience sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people would rather shop online. Um, I mean, shopping online is so easy. It's hard to, you know, go to a thrift store and have to sift through everything. So how are we going to do this? Yeah. So let's talk about some of the common barriers that you mentioned that prevent you from going to the thrift store often and how you can kind of work through them. Okay. So the first one is working full time. Yes. Um, what I like to do, and I've mentioned probably a thousand times, is I like to go on my lunch break. So if there's a thrift store uh, close to where you work and you have the option to go during your lunch break, I strongly recommend that. Some people do not have an opportunity to leave the workplace, like you, a right. teacher, can't see the students. I'm going to Goodwill down the street. You can't <laughs> I do wish. that. Right? <laughs> so if you don't have uh, the option to leave your workplace during the work week, I recommend that you build that time into your weekend once or twice a month, preferably twice a month. Mm -hmm. And one tip I like to share is think of one store you go to every weekend. Target. Right. Replace Target with Goodwill. Ooh, good idea. And the more you do that, the more you find that you will go to Goodwill before you go to Target. And then it becomes more of a lifestyle, more of a habit. You are going often. I love it. Yep. I like to go to Goodwill maybe once a week, uh, maybe once every two weeks, the one near my school, because then I get to switch up my Goodwill. So I'll go to the one near my school, and then the other week I'll go to the one near my house. So then I don't feel bored with going to the same one. Yes. I love to recommend to people that once you decide that you want to go often, you have to create a thrift route. Mm -hmm. And uh, we talked about this early in the season, but essentially what a thrift route is as a handful of your go-to thrift stores. Maybe there's one by your work. Maybe there's one by your house. Maybe there's one by the dentist's office. Like wherever you frequent the most, mm -hmm. identify where there's a thrift store in that area and mm -hmm. make that part of your route. Mm -hmm. And then once you go twice, three times a month, you just go through that list. Right. We do that, I think, without even realizing it. But putting a label on it makes it more accessible to people who don't thrift a lot. Right. So another barrier is being an impatient thrifter. Ooh. And believe it or not, people who thrift all the time, mm -hmm. like Shannon, can be impatient thrifters. Not all thrifters are patient. Right, right. So tell us, to give share your wisdom. How does this work? Well, I usually give myself a time limit. Like if I know right away that I need to go thrifting, I'm looking for something specific, I and I'm going maybe after school. So I give myself a time limit. I give myself an idea of, of like a visualization of I'm going to walk in there. I'm going to go to the pants. I'm going to look through those pants and I'm not going to look at anything else or deal with anybody else. But then sometimes you can get into a place and the vibe's not what you thought and then you kind of have fun and you're okay. Or you can walk in there and it can be just exactly what you thought and you got to hurry up and get in and get out. You know, so. What do you mean by the vibe being or not being? I don't thought? know. Sometimes you walk in. And there's not as many people, so already um, that takes me down on the impatient like <laughs> meter. Because you know, if it's packed, I got I'm not even getting a cart. I just got a visual of your patience meter. Oh, and like you're like you're like yeah. Mario with your energy levels. You're like, oh, that gave me a mushroom and bumped me up a bit. A hundred percent. That bumped me down a few notches. A mushroom that's perfect for me. That's exactly you. So tell me, oh. tell me some things that knock you down on your patience meter okay if i walk in and i have to wait just to get into the door because some old lady is like slowly i know i'm being mean sorry grandma um is like slowly looking at something and i can't even get in or like two people are talking and they're in the way like that happened today 
oh, just like already, I'm just like, okay, I'm not even getting a car. I just got to get out of here already. I haven't even walked. I haven't walked through the, like the, the wheel thing, but that's why you go early. If Nobody knows what the wheel thing is. I know exactly what you're what's saying. The thing? What's the carousel thing that you have to what walk you through? Want, yeah, like a but village? Not, yeah, that was such a specific thing you shared. Mm, some people might know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you got mad at me. <laughs> I had to wait to go through the wheel thing because some they were like reading the the pricing. They were reading it like it was Shakespeare. Like, come on. The price board. Yes. There's That's, two colors. That, one no, fifty cents. I'm with them. Oh, it's a lot to it's a lot to oh, take God. in. I'm, I'm itching. No, I'll tell you why, it. because it's like fifty cents if it's twelve dollars and under. If it's twelve dollars and over, it's half off. And then if other tag that's a lot to retain when you're oh, walking through the door. Everything I'm looking for is twelve dollars and under. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> um, another thing if you're an impatient thrifter is go really early or go really late. Yeah. There's yeah. not a lot of people in there when the store is like gonna close in an hour. There's not a lot of people in there when the store just opened. Yeah. Because for me, impatient thrifting means there's too many people up in my business. Yeah. And I just like to have a free space. And we've talked about it before. Like, if I'm in an aisle and somebody's coming towards me and there's nowhere for me to go, I start freaking out and I don't even look at anything. I just stand there and wait for them to get away from me. So, obviously, I have some anxiety issues. But... (laughs) (laughs) So, the takeaway for impatient thrifter is know your limits before you go in. Like, if you worked a full day, you probably got 15 minutes in you. Or, I mean, it could be a Friday and you're like, woo, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then um, have, if, if you're an impatient thrifter, have a list. Know, know what you're there for. If you're an impatient thrifter and you're there and you don't have a list and you're just willy-nilly, you can't be impatient. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like you've got to. You, you got to just roll with it yeah. and have fun with the old ladies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Tina. How do you thrift having kids? This is an interesting animal. <laughs> have you ever taken her thrifting? I have. How many times? Oh, I don't know. Like a bunch. Three. Oh, a bunch. I mean, not like hundreds. But, but like if you go thrifting three times a week, you've taken her. Zero. <laughs> She's not part of my regular thrifting routine. Mm-hmm. She's part of my like occasional thrifting routine. So like if Dan's out of town and I gotta hit up 50 cent day then she'll come with me <laughs> okay okay that's cute it's an interesting oh it's it's hard i'm not gonna lie it's very hard my daughter is younger i i don't know what it's like to thrift with older kids i feel like each age has its own set of challenges um the older kids are more rowdy and maybe want to run, run around more they're gonna make you spend more money right they know exactly what they're looking for I like to take her because I want her to be comfortable at thrift stores. I mean, she's too young now, but when she's a little bit older, I definitely will take her more and more because she'll be more aware and I want her to feel comfortable in those settings. But I also don't like to take her because it's sort of like me time. Mm -hmm. I like to, to build in that me time. It's my time to think, my time to be by myself. So if you have the time to go by yourself, like maybe instead of walking around at Target, because I know a lot of moms do that to kill time, I walk around at Goodwill. If I do take her with me, you have to find a way to keep them engaged. So for older kids, I do this with my niece and nephew who are 8 and 12. I actually enjoy thrifting with them. I'm not their mom, so Mm -hmm. I let them get away with more. But 
I like to engage them in the process. So I challenge them to find something on their list. I challenge them to kind of do math and say, okay, you've got $10 to spend. And we stand, we pull the card aside and I have them add and subtract and prioritize their their stuff. And I love it. They don't thrift often, but I love how open-minded they are about it. That's super fun. Yeah. If you are taking a toddler with you thrifting, it's just a power thrifting experience like you have to be talk about laser focused as Mm -hmm. an impatient thrifter you have to be laser focused there's no way you're going to hit up every single aisle you just have to select a couple departments hit them up and you're out Mm -hmm. your time they're like ticking time bombs (laughs) she is your timer yeah she is she is all right so what about people who travel a lot or on the road a lot so you mentioned when you were uh an interpreter you were on the road a lot right how can people make time to go thrifting? Google and go, like, when I was on the road a lot, Google where you need to go, like, Google those thrift stores, and um, I was in a lot of rural, 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 oh my gosh, I can't say this word, say it, rural, rural, that's a hard oh, word, I hate that word, okay, farm areas, <laughs> farm country, <laughs> And they have a lot of weird little thrift stores yeah. that, like, you've never heard of before. Like, like thrift and save or <laughs> save they're like, smart. They're, or, like, super local. Yeah. There was one I went to before in Killbuck. They have tons of Tupperware. Oh, man. I was really pumped I about that. I bet their that. housewares are really cool. Housewares are bomb yeah. in those areas. Yeah. I love to thrift when I'm out of town. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. Yep. So if you're going on vacation or you have a business trip, Always look up a thrift store. Yeah, it's so much fun. It's so cool to see how different areas, how different thrift stores in other areas operate. Like, think if we didn't do it before, we'd never found Jangles when we were in North Carolina. Man, that was a cool thrift store. That was, that was. So, do you ever go through the entire thrift store? Rarely. The only, that's like the exception and not the rule. True. Uh, I can actually tell you the last time I did that was on one of the big half-off sales Mm -hmm. at the Village. I will block off like a couple hours and I'll go to every single rack. Oh, man. But more often than not, no. I just do a couple sections at a time. It and would take too much time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of going often is that you just go often and you go to different sections every time. Mm-hmm. Or you just do a quick walkthrough of uh, every section in 10 minutes. I totally agree with you. There's a couple sections. Like I'll never skip out on shoes. Yeah. But, yeah. I, like, I can, I can, I'm surprised I'm saying this, but I can skip out on, like, homeware. Yeah. Like, today, I kind of skipped out on it in State Road, Goodwill. Yeah. It, it's okay, because I'm going to be back. Exactly. There's no rule that says you, when you go to the thrift store, you have to go through every single rack. Do you go through every single aisle at Target? Exactly. I mean, no. The answer is no for me. But if I am just kind of in a browsing mood, I'll quickly browse every mm-hmm. ra- every aisle mm-hmm. or the aisles that I love the most. Same, s- Apply the same skills and the same habits to the thrift store. I have a question because mm-hmm. you like to shop online. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. How can you find the motivation to go thrifting often if you would much rather shop online? Shopgoodwill.com. We have a whole list of thrift stores that you can access on the blog that Mm -hmm. will link you to online thrift stores yeah you can no matter what way you like to thrift you can thrift you can thrift online you can thrift in person it doesn't matter in an app right you can it yeah you can do it anyway you can thrift no matter what way 
And the key to that is that you have to go on these sites often. Mm-hmm. I go on ThreadUp and I browse aimlessly the same way I browse aimlessly sometimes at Goodwill just to see what's on the site Yep. and what I want to bookmark or what inspires me. Same thing with Poshmark. So I think the bottom line is thrifting is just like Burger King and you can make it your own way. <laughs> Did you just think of that? Yes. Did you? I could see you couldn't wait for me to be done talking. I was like, shut up. Shut so up. you could say I was like, it. Burger King, Burger King. <laughs> All right. So now that we know what the ultimate thrifting trick is, and you've built frequent thrifting into your schedule, what does thrifting often actually look like in real life? Oh, this is going to be fun. So we recorded live from two thrift stores a couple weeks ago to demonstrate what going often looks like in real life. Just real, authentic thrifting in real life. Frequent thrifting in real life. All right. You want to hear this? Yes. 50 cent day. It's bonkers out there. I could barely find a parking spot. I know it's really busy in here. Um, We both have a coupon for $5 off 10. Oh, we do. That's right. I forgot. So tell them what the what the what's the game plan here? What are, why are we here? I'm here for um, shelving. I want to see if I can find any type of shelves for my new house. And what's the challenge? Remember, we're talking about having. Oh. We're here to see how much we can find for each other. No. Oh my God. We're, um, we only have 15 minutes, so we're just jumping in here real quick during a lunch break, seeing what we can find, and let's let's go do it. Do this. I don't even know. Like, how did you not murder me? Shannon, why are we here? I don't know. I just drove here to meet you for lunch. Basically, like, why are we here? Dude? It was let's get some her stuff. idea. It was her idea to podcast from the, from the thrift store. I had a couple ideas. I was confused on which one we were doing. Like, uh, what, are we, what, are we, what are we talking about? What are we doing right now? I'm like, hurry up. We have like 15 minutes. Not to mention it took me like 40 minutes to get there. Oh, my gosh. First five minutes I was here, I found, let's see how many, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pairs of Birkenstocks. How does this exist? What are you going to do with that shelf? I'm going to paint it white and then I'm going to put it in my office. I need so cool. I need more shelving in my office. How, um... It's like exactly what I was just um, searching on Amazon for, only this is $6. This is crazy. I cannot believe you found something that specific. I know. And I found a cute pair of shoes. Right now my bill is $12, and I have a $5 coupon. Five off 10. Yeah, so it's perfect. So then the next day we went to Goodwill, and it was a different experience. Let's listen. Yeah. All right, we are at Goodwill. We have about an hour to shop. We do? All right. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on my lunch break. Okay. So, what's your strategy when you have one hour? Usually, what I do when I have a limited amount of time, I hit up the spots that I'm most interested in. Okay. And I do them in order. So, like, oh. I'll do furniture and shoes first because those things can go quickly. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And the most important thing is, since I only have an hour, I have to build in fitting room time and checkout time. So that's a good 15 minutes each. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, so that's 30 minutes. That's basically all I have. Oh, 
okay. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm a bit preoccupied. Like, I can't even look at you in the eyes because I'm seeing all this Christmas <gasps> stuff over here. Why is it making me excited? Christmas stuff. Why is it making me excited? What's wrong with me? It's July. Yeah, that doesn't interest me at oh. all right now. All right, so I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's go. All right, here we go. That background music was so loud. Dude, thrift store music is the worst. Do you know what I've recently found? Fleetwood Mac is always playing. Oh, that's your thrift store song? No. It's just always playing. That's what I mean. Like, that's the song that's oh. always playing when you're there. Yeah. Mine is Michael McDonald. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm serious, man. It's so funny. <laughs> Every time I hear it, I'm going to think of you now. <laughs> So Goodwill was a different experience. It wasn't that great that day. We didn't find a lot of stuff. And it's it's a smaller store, so it has a really chill vibe in there. There weren't too many people. I felt like I was able to get around easily and use Dina's cart. I didn't have to have my own cart. Oh, I just noticed that. Yeah. Makes me always happy to have a cart but not have to push a cart. So what's the takeaway here from, from both of our thrifting trips? I think that what we found during these two trips was that sometimes you find amazing things that completely blow your mind, like that cart full of Birkenstocks. Right. And the only reason you found all that stuff was because you went often um, and you knew where to look. I think another lesson is that sometimes you won't find good stuff and newsflash. It's normal. That's how it works. Yeah. That is just how it works. Think that a lot of times people assume that you're going to find something every time you go to the thrift store. And that might be true, but it doesn't always happen. And if you're finding stuff every single time you go to the thrift store, I'm sorry for your house. <laughs> <laughs> I did that for a while. It looked like I was a hoarder for a long time. <laughs> and the last takeaway from that is that sometimes you don't always find things as exciting as a cart full of Birkenstocks. Sometimes you find practical everyday boring things that you need like my shelf and you also got a filing cabinet not cabinet filing like a filing system for your desk yeah 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 i didn't use that at school it was two dollars better than spending 20 at target yeah so we had one extreme where we found hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of birkenstocks in one trip in 15 minutes and another extreme where we found a little filing system for your desk and that's the reality of thrifting often. Exactly. You're going to get a mix of everything. And it's not going to be glamorous every time. Why are you not telling them about the shoes that you found <laughs> that you sent me Snapchats about every single time you wore them? You were so happy. You found them on the 15-minute trip. And you haven't told Instagram. You only send me the private snaps. Is it a secret? That you found the best shoes in America. It's not a secret. I just don't think that the world would appreciate it as much as you guys do. I do. Well, here, I'll play a clip from when we found them. Okay. Oh, those are cute. Oh, they're so cute. Shannon. Is it worth bending over for the buckle? I think so. They're really cute. They fit me perfectly. Oh, like, perfect. They look comfortable, even. How much are they? Oh, God. Those are so cute though. Are you gonna think about them for the rest of your life? God, I might. Made in Italy. Dania Di Lazaro. Ooh. 
That just, that's probably why. Oh, oh they're 38. That's yeah. why. That's they're why. Cheap. I want to. Yeah, you have to. They're really cute. Let me say it was worth the $10 and it's worth bending over for the buckle. <laughs> I love that that was one of your questions. I have never loved a pair of shoes more than these. Oh No, seriously. Remember how you were talking about your green shoes? Yes. I get it. Yes. And my sister was talking about her new floral Nikes. Yes. She kept sending us pictures of them, of just her feet. And I'm like, oh, that's how I feel about these shoes. Yep. I'm, and I'm not a big shoe person. I, I never really, I like them, but I'm not like a shoe collector. Right. Mm-hmm. I would send Shannon and my sisters <laughs> just snaps of me walking. I'd be like, good morning. And <laughs> Of my feet. Did you get compliments? Yeah. Not as much as I feel like I should have. (laughs) My coworker said something. But I feel like people should be just talking about my shoes all day. Shooketh. Yeah. Best shoes of summer 2019. She'll post them. Don't worry. I just can't get that dumb song out of my head. That was just blaring on the What was it? You may be right. You may be crazy. There's a that you're looking for. I don't know. It's Billy Joel, maybe. Wait, what? Which clip was it in? Just the last one where it was state at road. Goodwill. Yeah. Turn out the lights. Obviously, I don't know all the words that you're looking for. Thanks for listening to Allow Us to Rethrift Deduce Ourselves. For episode show notes, links, photos, and more, go to dinasdays.com slash podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at dinasdays and fat don't crack and sign up for our mailing list so you can get episode notifications sent directly to your email. 